0: Welcome to the Defender Podcast, a resource to help mobilize and equip the body of Christ to manifest the gospel to orphans and vulnerable children. This podcast is a ministry of Lifeline Children's Services, and I'm your host, Herbie Newell. It's Wednesday, September 15th, 2021, and I'm coming to you from Birmingham, Alabama. And today, Dr. Rick and I are joined by a dear friend and brother, Pastor Raphael Kajubi from King Jesus Church in Kampala, Uganda, right outside of Kampala in a community called Bussega. And for many that have listened for years to the Fender podcast, uh, certainly my brother Raphael is uh, a regular. We have had him both preaching messages on this podcast as well as continual interviews of the work that the Lord is doing to King Jesus Church, the Bussega School for the, the Deaf and the Blind, as well as outreach to youth uh, and to young people in and throughout uh, Busega and in Kampala and in Uganda. Uh, this brother is truly a man of God, uh, and we choke around that we are certainly brothers by another mother, but it's truly totally true. Uh, I could testify so many times of when I have been dealing with something and working with something and just crying out to the Lord, and uh, and my brother from Uganda has messaged me and said uh, that the Lord has, has just really really conflicted him and he wanted to check in on me. And almost every time uh, I've been crying out to the Lord about something. And uh, I hope that the Lord has allowed me to be that for him at times as well. But he has been such an encouragement. Uh, He is such uh, a man of rich knowledge. He leads his church well, but he also has just a passion for the local church. And that's really what we wanted to talk about today, especially looking over 40 years of ministry at Lifeline. One of the things I believe that has set lifeline apart is the local church and we want to talk about the local church and while that's important and not just in a western context but in a global context why the local church is so important but before i bring on dr rick i want to remind you about parent coaching parent coaching is a service that's available for any parent who needs additional insight into their child's behavior It's tailored to each family and to each child. These are 45 to 60 minute sessions filled with proven tools and techniques to use in building additional strengths in parenting. You can always see our show notes at Lifeline uh, Show Notes for more information, or you can always visit lifelinechild.org backslash parent coaching. Again, that's lifelinechild.org backslash parent coaching coaching and there you can get more information you can be connected with a lifeline staff member or you can go ahead and schedule your first parent coaching session i encourage you if you need help if you need someone to walk this journey along look at lifeline's parent coaching well dr rick uh, great to have you on here and and i know that certainly while god has has shaped your heart and your passion for the orphan and the vulnerable child that the passion that that you started with was a passion for the local church and so at Lifeline it's great to see those two passions come together and you and I are huge believers that really we can't care well for the orphan the vulnerable child the vulnerable family the vulnerable of the world without a strong ecclesiology without a strong understanding of the importance of the local church and as you know and you've had the opportunity to travel with me to Uganda. You've had the opportunity to interact with our brother, uh, Pastor Raphael Kajubi. You know as much as well. This is also a man that exemplifies uh, leading a church well in, in caring for the vulnerable.
1: Yeah, Herbie, I, you know, and I've said many times in, in this context, even on this podcast, that the, you know, one of the things that the Lord used probably more than anything else to, to draw me to Lifeline was uh, the commitment to the gospel and the commitment to the local church. And believing that those two things are of utmost importance, and, and there are there are so many things that we have flexibility in. There's so many things that we can do differently, contextually, and and and, and so there's you know there's great latitude in the space, but there's not latitude about that. And you know, and I think back to um, good grief, what nine years ago, probably when uh, when I had the opportunity to meet uh, Raphael for the first time and uh and what was really evident to me uh, very quickly was um, was just a brother who you know who who I resonated with uh, a brother who believed the same things about the gospel and believed the same things about uh, about our need to um, to put the gospel on display in our communities and to do that through caring for the vulnerable in our communities and and I think um, I'm you know, have been uh, anticipating this conversation uh, mainly because of the many, many conversations that we've had uh, in private about these sorts of things and and really looking forward to the idea of being able to share these with some of the folks on our podcast. And so, uh, Raphael, welcome.
2: Thank you so much, Dr. Reed.
1: Yeah. Brother. So, we uh, go ahead.
0: Yeah, brother, I, I just before we even start talking about the local church, I think for so many, you know, we're going through this global pandemic, and I'd love just to hear you talk about how has the pandemic both uh, affected your country, but also how has it affected the local church in Uganda? Uh,
2: Thank you so much, Brother Habi and Rick, for always a joy to be able to to catch up and and, and have these conversations pertaining especially the most precious thing to all of us, the gospel and the local church. Uh, As far as the pandemic has goals. It's it's been one of the most ugly things that I've ever seen in my whole life, in the first place. Like, to be honest, you're talking about a country that completely shut down, which has shut down twice in two years in a row. And uh, when it is shutting down, you're talking about the country shutting down without any plan, career plan, how are people going to be able to feed? What's going to go on with with the life of children? Because you you cannot talk about, for example, educating, children online it doesn't apply here maybe it can apply in the us but it can't apply here you're talking about the the community talking about the church the church here is like a lifeblood which brings a community together that has shut down twice in a year even as we are talking right now the doors of the church are shut so it, it, it i don't even know how to put it but it's been extremely different and but but again like we said god has used some moments in there uh, to to bridge communication. The fact that we are communal people here, we've been able to continue to meet with some people, but some conversations, I'm telling you, some conversations out of 10, five can be so painfully painful, and uh, five of them can be very redemptive of how God has used the situation Mm -hmm. um, ultimately for his glory and good of of the people.
0: And I think, Going back to even what you're talking about, the importance of the church to the local community there in Uganda, I look back now even, and I praise the Lord for the property that you're now sitting on uh, doing this podcast, because you were just telling us even before that it's providing opportunity now for the community to come down and to be able to to really have church, but in an open air environment on the property where the church sits and to, to be able to do life together. Uh, how has how have you seen the Lord open up doors to continue to keep the church engaged, even through these lockdowns?
2: Because uh, like, as um, I was telling you just before we started uh, uh, this podcast, Habi, one, you're talking about, like you, you've been to Bosega, Every house is sitting on the next house, you know, in, in no space, like what would be what you would call the population of Birmingham having, let's say, uh, 500 people in an area that will mean 5000 people for the for the people like ev- everyone seated on everybody everyone sleeping in a, in in the space of the other families congested together because you're not talking about a community which is like a normal community let's say like in Birmingham for the people that are listening to this podcast now it is in the midst of chaos and, and congestion and, and slum dwelling here in Besega that out of, out of, again, of God's sovereignty and God's providence, that God provides this amazing space. Again, because of King Jesus's partnership with Lifeline, that we end up having this space, which is ultimately the oasis of this community. Now, for the kids in the community where I'm seated right now, if there wasn't this space in King Jesus, on King Jesus' property, for them to come out, that, that would, it, I don't even know how the lockdown would have been. But now you see hundreds of kids on the field here, on the church ground, running around, Uh, even older people, their mothers, because they're not so busy right now. They don't have work to do. You see them after having lunch at home. They're all coming here. And uh, I mean, what was locked, especially for us as King Jesus Church, what was locked is the official gathering of 100, 200 people to sit down in a normal worship regular service. But what has happened in the, these past two years in both lockdowns is we've been able to have uh, normal, regular conversations with families, with individuals, with people. For example, the last lockdown, just as it ended and church reopened, we had uh, 36 people that were ready not only to just walk with Jesus, but to even be baptized. Mm. I, it, we, we have these small groups, you know, the deaf groups, the women group, the men group. All these groups, the comp- many of the leaders, we've encouraged them every evening to be able to come out here and pray. You see this whole yard every evening, saturated with people that are either praying with one person or two or three or, or talking realities with the people. So what we don't have is formal gatherings, but we almost have what you can call multiplied churches, but on the same piece of property. And we pray. Rafael,
1: I, I wanted. I was just interested because I think one of the things we've talked about in in the past is the the difficulty of ministering alongside churches that are that are really caught up in the prosperity gospel. And you've talked about, I mean, the, the idea of this like suffering is inevitable, and suffering is is obviously extremely present right now in your community. Um, and and you're sort of in a place where people are kind of being brought face to face with the idea that the prosperity gospel isn't really the gospel. And yeah. uh, and and just just curious about how how you're seeing opportunities and 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 how you're seeing you know the Lord create conversations around pointing people you know to Jesus and to their need for Christ in the middle of you know in the middle of suffering and and is is God awakening people in the midst of this to be hungry for um, really the true gospel,
2: and, and that's why I'm I'm I would say that thank God we serve a sovereign God. Mm. If, I mean, I'm not happy that people are suffering, not at all, uh, but I'm, I'm thankful, eternally thankful for the truth of the gospel because finally, I, I'm, God forbid if I'm happy that people are suffering. That's, I, that's not what I'm saying, but it, it pulls out the real truth that in this life, life real life here, In the 70, 80-packed years, we still have here on the earth. Suffering is inevitable. Mm. And uh, Mm. even here, I I see, I can throw a stone and throw to one of the most mega church building in in our city. Uh, COVID-19 swept away the husband of of this mega preacher. And um, this is only at, at the age of 50 young young guy but he used to bring out here Ben Heen used to bring out Gre dollar here and they, every time on on the big speakers they are proclaiming that God wants us to have the best life here the best car big car you can think about and young people here at King Jesus Church we kept from the word God talking about the fact that in this real life suffering is inevitable but God is sovereign and he definitely, Can use the pain to grow our character, to grow our understanding of the reality people are going through? Now we don't talk about this. It's now evident. Mm. And uh, unfortunately, what has happened is that many of these doors are closed. Mm. You don't even one person in that humongous huge building I've showed you before, but you see hundreds of people camping here at King Jesus and crying out to, to God, laughing and having a great time. No, we don't want to draw comparison, but but that's the truth of what's happening.
1: Yeah. Well, and, and and people are being cared for and and ministered to in the context of the body of Christ. And and even in the absolutely. in the midst of that suffering, God's given us the gift of each other, right? Like we
2: Absolutely.
1: Yeah. And that's and and you know, certainly we don't want to minimize suffering, but we do we do just want to acknowledge that it's you know it's it's inevitable <laughs> that, yeah, that's absolutely. And um, yes. man. Well that's so well said. I, I think you know one of, one of the other things that we uh, that we know about the ministry that the Lord has given you there is um, a network of pastors, a, a, a group of pastors that are uh, around you in Uganda that you've had the opportunity to walk with and pour into and and create opportunities with. And what is the kind of beyond, King Jesus Church is as, as you and King Jesus Church relate to other local bodies of believers there, um, what is how has COVID impacted even the ability to to network together and to work together and and to fellowship together as as individual local churches over this last couple of years?
2: Yes, Rick, like I said, with a community like Busega, uh one, thank God for a meaningful partnership like think Jesus Shares with Lifeline. That we, 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 we don't concentrate on making this all about us or a big name or a big organization out of Birmingham in Busega. And as a result of that, we, we, it has given me the freedom to, to be able to understand that even if as awesome as the working Jesus Church is doing in this community, you cannot get the work done all alone. And uh, as a result, praise God, we six years ago now, we were able to come to an understanding that what is most important is to develop network and leadership within our community. And as we speak right now, we are in a network of about 40 pastors that have all agreed in the last six years to make King Jesus Church their central home to connect. Uh, Even with COVID, The big gatherings are not accepted, but these fellowships have continued one-on-one, three. I I keep seeing every day, a pastor or two walking in here and we are having regular conversations and encouraging them to to get away from big shows and, and get down to the community. What I'm sharing, for example, that is going on here at King Jesus Church has been going on in a small way in a multiplied 40 times. So uh, it, it would be the worst joke to think that King Jesus Church can reach, for example, the impact of King Fahad, a movement that is present here, or the impact of, uh, of witchcraft and voodoo and the practice of satanism that is present here. But it's totally different when we are getting this done together with about 40 churches.
0: What, what would you say, even during this time and, and even before COVID, has been the greatest gift to these pastors of this community. I mean, you know, I I know at least here in the west, it's it's lonely to pastor a church. You you receive all of the all of people's hurt and pain and disappointment uh, and they want you to to hear it, but a lot of times as a pastor, you don't have anywhere else to go with your hurt, with your pain, your disappointment. How have you seen pastors even even just be ministered to through this network that has been started
2: but we, like we, we have developed actually a word amongst the pastors here that uh, a doctor will, I think, communicate to a doctor better. An engineer will communicate to a doctor. An engineer will communicate to an engineer better. I believe a pastor will always hear another pastor. And this, this shocked me. You, you know a, a dear brother and friend we share, uh, uh, Pastor Brad Evangelista. He's coming all the way from Columbus in Georgia. And six years ago, he's made it a commitment to come out here uh, on a Yale basis to meet these wonderful pastors. But, you know, as he began to speak the language of the, past, of the pastors, immediately mm. the rest of the pastors here said, this is our own brother. But you're talking about a brother who is uh, totally born and raised from America. Mm. Uh, he's totally different. He's ministering from Georgia. But as soon as he spoke the pastor's language, Mm. In the context of a local church, the rest of the pastors here yeah, hear him as a, a fellow brother. Now, if you ask me, what has come out of that? We, finally, we have this fellowship where both of us, are, when someone says the struggle from the other church, all of us say, "I hear you." <laughs> I mean, like you, you can hear it in the room. Everyone say, "Oh, I hear you, brother. <laughs> mm. I, 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 I get what you're talking about." Like you, talk, someone is talking about something that you either have just gone through, or you're going through right now, or you, you about to get to, to go through. So uh, there, there's such a de- indispensability in the pastors being able to pull together, uh, mm-hmm. a brother. Abby.
0: Mm-hmm. And I yeah. know one of the reasons that the Lord really laid upon your heart to bring these pastors together too, was to encourage them to love on their communities, to do ministry within their communities, uh, the hope of the gospel and uh in Uganda as well as in the rest of the world there are so many humanitarian efforts that are 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 done on behalf of of being a humanitarian or or being altruistic trying to make yourself feel better there's also christian work that's done that unfortunately is is not partnered with the church it's not connected to the church and then there's what you and I believe there's the long standing long lasting vibrant work it's done by the church, bro. Yeah. Why do you think it's so important that the church be the leader in ministry to the vulnerable and ministry to the community?
2: Habi, uh, I've said I don't even know how to say it better. But just before I met with you, I I, I just walked away from a huge organization that my brother, after that inter- that spending time in Dallas, had brought back to us here, which was a movement with the slogan "We must save Africa." And uh, with that, we kept going city after city with big billboards, with big budgets on TV. And we were promoting these huge televangelists that, that, that are like the saviors of Africa. But you, you know, and I know that honestly, as wonderful as that sounds, it's, it's not the truth. Mm. Like uh, when you hear, for example, the story I've told over and over of a woman in Goma who just done this huge event. And this woman is coming with her, her baby and saying, would you bring back my baby with you? Because I, I can see you reach Af- preachers that that can feed my baby. Now, when you think about me meeting you for the first time uh, in, uh, in in the hotel where we met over twelve years ago, now, and I'm asking you, given the background where I'm coming from, boss, what do you want me to do for you? <laughs> and, and and you're shocked. You're turning to me and saying, "Oh, where is the boss? Here? I mean, where is the boss? What is it in the heart of King Jesus to be done now?" But, one, to be honest, first time, I couldn't believe you're even American yourself. I mean, I thought you maybe you borrowed a passport or something now. <laughs> the, the reality is that with you, Rika, everyone that, that has come from Lifeline coming and intentionally, you, you're you not coming to, pro, for example, all the work we've done here, the, the children that are being educated, the teachers that have been paid even throughout COVID-19, when you see the vibrancy of the, the, the once forgotten kids and now they are tremendously vibrant gospel-equipped army that is a, a contribution to their own community. Now, with all this done, no one knows the name of Lifeline. <laughs> you, you've never asked me to put up a big billboard in Busega to put Lifeline or something. Now, uh, with, 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 with all this said without losing um, the thought, uh, I think to, 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 to bring either Lifeline, as wonderful as Lifeline is, or, and, and it is Lifeline we are promoting in, like I don't think it is worth it. But the local church that is definitely going to be here way longer than you are here or I am here, absolutely it's the way to go. And uh, like, like I've said over and over, I don't know how we can use this, this model King Jesus Church has with Lifeline to, to become a voice that we, friend, we can humble down a little bit and understand the local church will outlive any one of us. And uh, to that, I'm very, very thankful.
0: I think even to that point, as you're, as we even started talking about COVID, you know, one of the things that, that you said was that so many of the deaf children are coming and finding community after school down at the church uh, and still able to meet within community. If the deaf school was being put on by a humanitarian aid organization or by U.S. Uh, ministry, then these kids would, would be without anyone to go to during this time. But because the work is being done through the local church, the local church becomes their rallying point. The local church becomes their home. The local church becomes the place that they go. And, and brother, I, I'd love for you just to expound on how you've seen not just the deaf and their families reached by King Jesus Church, but how you've seen young people in a community uh, of, of folks that have never even really responded to the gospel, who are now responding to the gospel and coming to the church because of the work of the church and the community. See, the, 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 the,
2: the, for, for example, what I don't want anyone listening to us to lose. The danger is that when you're serving in a community like this, like it's so easy to think that the biggest problem is deafness or the mm-hmm. biggest problem is unemployment. Or the biggest problem is starvation. Now, when that is what is being promoted, the truth is that there will be food brought in, there will be clothes brought in, or there will be means of education brought in. But we we know that the real problem is that in the first place, what has brought all the problems you can think about is that man has been separated from God. Hmm. And as men have been separated from God, you, you see almost men becoming like animalistic. Mm. I share some of the things that I've seen here in Busega and when you share them in America, someone thinks, oh, really? How can someone do that? For example, someone abandoning their own child or or someone not feeding their own child. When you share these things in America, someone can go, oh, you Africans, you're so bad. But no, this, this has nothing to do with the Africans. You're so bad. The truth is that, man, when he loses that relationship with God. Slowly by slowly, and it begins slowly. I don't think the problems that we see in Africa started yesterday. Mm. These have, have been gradual. Man thinking you're wiser than God. Mm. And in the end, man keeps going down and down. And down, And they begin to do things that you cannot even think about. One of the things that I've seen that is so true with what uh, Lifeline has encouraged King Jesus Church and what King Jesus Church is doing in the community is we've uh, defined the real problem of man and that problem is sin mm. and encouraged men to, to repent and we've helped the deaf, the hearing, their families to come to a realization that before a holy God that they are rich sinners. And uh, Happy I and Rick, I don't know how I can explain this to you, but Regeneration by the power of the Spirit of the Lord births life mm-hmm. and that life cannot be blocked by the government closed the gathering or I don't have food or I don't have clothes. It, 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 it's the wealth of the real wealth and that, that that real wealth is once it is shared, men come into the in, into their true identity and that identity is that they are sons and daughters, of the King of Kings, mm. their image in Christ is recovered mm. and once that is recovered you're recovering the greatest potential in the real life of a human being mm. and uh, that's been the joy of what we've kept doing with both the deaf, their families the brothers and sisters here at King Jesus Church that have had no mother and listen, it's so easy to to, to brand the vulnerability let's say with deafness or hearing or sight as the biggest problem but it could be a very well-bodied able man in Birmingham or in Kampala. Anyway, it doesn't matter. But as long as they've lost that sight in who they are before God, it's it, it, it's destructive. And I have seen that that's what God has kept restoring with the work that is going on here at King Jesus Church.
0: Yeah, and I, I don't know about you, Dr. Rick, but as I hear that, I'm reminded again and again and again that really... For so long, the Western church has thought that it had something to take to the world. And the truth of the matter is we need to be learning from our brothers and sisters around the world. Because as I hear that, um, we know that our condition is the same, um, no matter who we are, because we are men of flesh and bone uh, and flesh and blood that have a sin nature and a sin problem. And we are controlled by our desires and we desperately need the local church and and dr Rick I, I I'd love to just hear from you as you as you hear that what can especially even let's talking about the Western Church what can we learn about that and how we should be doing our community and our gathering here in the West
1: well I you know I, I think even as I was was listening to Raphael in that last answer and kind of the last exchange you guys had um, it it was it was a reminder that, um, that I love that we get every time we sit down with you, brother. And, and it's that it ultimately is all about Jesus and it's all about the gospel. And, and, and it's, and that's not, you know, in, in some ways, I think people think that is too simplistic and they don't think it's sophisticated enough, but what we know is, is there's, there's no, there's no greater message with, with any greater depth. Um, than than what Christ has done and and what He's done to to reconcile uh, us to Himself and, and and the work that He's accomplished and and I, I think in the you know the, the the fact is that in in the West at times we just become we come become distracted by all of the all of the trappings and all of the all of the things that are you know ancillary and secondary and and around. The gospel, and and we fail to focus on, you know, on the main thing, and and I think we, you know, Raphael, I think back to a to a dialogue we had a, a couple of years ago, um, right at the beginning of the pandemic, when we were, you know, talking to churches around the world in our uh, our global orphan care conference, and about how, you know, how can churches meaningfully um, in, you know, in the West, how can we meaningfully work with Bodies of believers, you know, all over the world, and and the and the truth is that we don't need to be so focused on the on the things that we have, or the things that we do in programs, or the things that we you know that we accomplish in you know by our own efforts. We we need to focus one another on on the truth of the gospel and on the fact that that Christ is at work and that um, you know we can't be thwarted in a pandemic, right? You know, I mean, ultimately it's to me to live for, to me to live is, is Christ and to die is gain, right? Like there's, there's no condition in Christ that, that separates us. And, and so ultimately what do we have to fear?
2: And and you see for someone listening to us might go, these guys are too simple simplistic. They, they don't sound like they're, <laughs> they're, they're here. <laughs> they're, they're not here on the earth, but, But nobody should get us wrong. Like, for example, when I see the work King Jesus Church has accomplished in this community with Lifeline, it's anyone that wants to, well, like Paul, I think, says, if we want to to, to use human language to boast, there's so Mm. much to boast about. Like, for Mm. example, uh, right behind me, we are in the middle of a construction of a, a, a good school that should be able to take care of deaf children that will probably have had no access to education whatsoever one because of the factors of real life like let's say the impoverishment or the they are the, the, the difficult realities when you think about uh, the, the deaf teachers that 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 are facilitated as a result of King Jesus's partnership with, with lifeline and under we, for example in two years we've been doing feeding sharing food ratios so if anyone wants to think you know we are just talking and we're not doing anything that's not true like there's a lot like someone should hear it like there's a lot of very good work or oh, oh, what let's say in a, here how, how my people say it. practical work so how, how are you guys practical there's, mm-hmm. there's a lot of practical work going on and uh, I they, they, they like I believe like what James is saying show me your faith and I'll show you my works when you talk about works the works that are being done or the works King Jesus church has done with Lifeline uh, equipping pastors. Uh, educating or feeding uh, deaf children. Right now, we are in the middle of construction of the church, both the church and cons- physical construction of a, a deaf center and a blind center. We should be able to give education to hundreds of deaf children many years after today. Now, but what we are actually saying is in and of themselves, these things, none of them is sufficient to serve. Right. What saves and what makes this different because uh, another guy can wake up and say i, I want to challenge you guys you, you're just talking about you know the gospel and all you're talking you're just talkers that's not true far be it from what actually is happening what has happened in the last over a decade is practical work that is equipped that has worked but we are saying in and over these, is but isolated there's is not sufficient for them to say that's what we say.
1: And as we do those things, we have the opportunity to point to the truth of the gospel and ultimately to the reality of the kingdom of God. And I think, you know, that's that's what we see happening on the grounds of King Jesus Church. That's what we see happening in the community yep. of Busega that that as the church is is alive in the community and as the church is 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 living the church is living out the the reality of the fruit of the gospel. And so as those good, those good works are not being done because they rescue us, they're being done because we've been rescued by Christ. And we ultimately Wonderful. want to point to his, his work and his goodness. Well
2: said, Rick. absolutely. Absolutely. Yes. Yes.
0: So, brother, as, as we kind of close, you know, one of the things that we've been doing this month is just really looking back at the history of Lifeline and today celebrating that over 40 years this is a ministry that's been committed to the local church and and committed to seeing uh, the local church equipped to do ministry because we believe like you believe that the local church is the mechanism by which god uses as his bride to redeem the world to uh, to stir up his saints to the great commission um, and to to minister to his body, what I'd love for you just to give a word, not just to churches in the West, but churches around the world, and and pastors around the world, about why you think it's so important that the church be the centerpiece of ministry in the community.
2: Uh, first of all, for the fact that it, it, Jesus Christ is is the owner of the church, ultimately, it's. Mm-hmm. Jesus Christ died for his church. And uh, when he comes back, he's mm. definitely coming back for his church. Any one of us that that loves Christ should be able to love his church. Mm. I would say to the pastors that our ideas are wonderful, but you cannot compare them to the truth of God's word, to the truth mm. of, of the gospel. And uh, like, I have that background like I've, I always talk about. I have the background where man's ideas were promoted. They were employed. They were used to, to, to do whatever we were doing. Those things can lead to delusion. And we see that everywhere. I, I can't tell you how many churches I've seen closing out. I can't tell you how many pastors have hurt their families. I can't tell you how many pastors have uh, have. have are wounded terribly. One of the things I've seen with the lifelines and King Jesus' relationship, making the gospel central. uh, What I've seen with that is both of us can walk together without any one of us loading it over the other and Mm. the friendship and the simplicity keeps going and growing. I would talk to any pastor anywhere, please, for, uh, with a lot of humility let's make the focus God again and who he is and how he has been revealed to us in, in the scriptures. Uh, and, uh, and, and, and even in our effort to try to define what the problem is in the community or with our congregations, let's make sure we are clear that sin is the real problem. And, and, and this is true anywhere in the world. It isn't a global problem. This is uh, man's problem. Mm. And, uh, and, and, and at the same time be reminded that the grace of God has provided the means for this problem in the person and the work of Christ Jesus on the cross at Calvary and how we respond to that, how we grow regardless of what network we are building, Happy, the thing that I've seen about lifeline and King Jesus network is, uh, is, 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 is break. Of course there are many things that can be different about us, the fact that you people are from the U.S. and me, I'm from here in Africa. But being able to make sure that what we cements us is the hope of the gospel should be the drive that is driving everyone single community anywhere. Uh, my encouragement to any pastor with uh, with so many opinions going on, we live in the most opinionated uh, <laughs> time, I think. We, we Also, we live in the one of the most imagine that the the with the advance of technology, you would expect that people are living so happy. You would expect with the availability of resources and buildings, you would think that everyone is having a great time, communities are coming together, but that's not the truth. Mm. And I believe that we frankly, honestly need to go back to what evidence has come as simple, that is too simplistic for us. Mm. We, we are too educated or we are, we, we are too rich. We, we, that would be my word, honestly, to to the global church, to, to the church all over.
0: Amen. Amen. Dr. Rick, Amen. just as we close out our time, I'd love it if you would pray for the church. Um, and let's, let's close out this podcast praying for our brothers and sisters around the world, both those in Uganda, as well as those who are in harm's way in the Middle East um, and uh, in the church in the West as well to wake up to what God has called us to do
1: father we god bow before you uh today lord acknowledging your your greatness and your sovereignty god we um, lord we look at your creation god we see the world that you've made around us and and god we're we're drawn to to just have our breath taken away in in realizing um that as we look at the things that you've made, you are so superior to even those things that give us wonder. And God, today, um, we balance that with the reality that you, that you made us, that God in our, our frailty, in our weakness, God, in our, our smallness that Lord, you are mindful of us. And, uh, and, Lord, we can, we can really not even take that in. But, God, thank you that you have saved and you continue to save a people for yourself. God, thank you that, that when we were broken and dead in our sin, God, when we were rebellious and running headlong away from you, that, Lord, you came after us, you pursued us. And that Lord, you did did the work of buying the, the the penalty for our sin. That Lord, you have you've done the work of, of of reconciling us to you when we could not, and we could not, and we cannot. But God, we declare today that you can. And so, God, we thank you that that part of that gift is brothers and sisters. Lord a family that we get to be part of, God a, a family that we have security in. Lord, a, a family that that extends across the face of the earth. And God, I thank you today that that God you've given us a reminder just really tangibly, even as as we've sat down for this conversation that um, Lord that you've given us a brother um, in Busega. Uh, Lord to, to remind us and and to, to, to help us to, to keep in, in focus the, the tie of family and the tie of relationship that you've given us in Jesus. And so, Lord, we just pray that you would bring your church together in that way. God, you would give us a love for one another, that you would give us the, the common sense of mission to, to point others to Christ, and Lord, to to proclaim the good news of the gospel at every turn and that God you you would awaken and you would God you would empower your church that you would you would empower us in ways that God we can scarcely imagine. Lord not for our glory, not for our good Lord not for not for our fame but God ultimately God so that your purposes can be accomplished to the four corners of the earth. And that God, you would, you would bring us more brothers and sisters, God. That you would increase this family, and Lord, ultimately, that you would declare your glory. And so, Lord, we thank you today that we get to walk in this. That you have given us important work to do on behalf of the family, the family of God. Thank you, Lord, that you have adopted us by your grace and by the work of Jesus. And Lord, we declare today that we, as your children, as brothers and sisters together, that, Lord, we want to complete your mission and, Lord, to put your glory on display. And so, Lord, thank you for Jesus, and it's in his name that we pray. Amen.